as we always say, we try our best to mind God. Uh, that's the only thing I know to do, Matt. It don't do no good to do anything else. Tom, we read it this morning, you know, we, uh, we've got ways that seems right in our own eyes. The Bible said the end thereof is ways of death. Uh, that's sort of what we talking about there at uh, Jennings this morning, Sunday school. I said, man's wisdom, according to the Word of God, it's, it's, it's the no avail. And, uh, there's some things that seems foolish to this world, but them's the things that's going to matter. Uh, it don't matter if you can figure it out, just follow God. It don't matter if you know the end of it, just follow God. And as long as we follow Him and this Word backs it up, uh, I, I'm not saying I don't know why I'm going there so much, but uh, I, I, told, I told them young I said, how many times do you, you hear people say, uh, you go, they go giving their testimonies of how you got saved, David, and come to an altar and humbled your heart, and the, the preacher preached the Word and the Spirit, it convicted you, and you come out and then you'll hear somebody say, well, I don't quite believe it that way. You'll hear them say, well, I don't think you need to do it like that. And like I told them this morning, it don't matter what nobody thinks. It's what God says. And it takes the preaching, the foolishness of preaching in man's eyes. It's, it's foolish to them that perish. But it's salvation unto us who believe. I'm thankful today for those that will believe in the Word of God. It'll bring salvation. Might seem foolish. I promise you, old carnal mind will never figure it out. But boy, when you get a hold of it, you don't care if you figured it out or not. You're just glad you got it. I'm thankful today. It just takes faith and humble in the heart. But I want to read maybe just a little bit uh, over in 1 Samuel uh, uh, to, to start with. The Lord's had this on her heart maybe for a little while, uh, some, some thoughts anyway. Uh, like I say, I don't, I don't know what I'll, what I'll say or, or anything. I just know kind of the way the Lord's leading us. And seventh chapter, if I didn't say that, First Samuel. Uh, and, and we're at a place right here where the, uh, we all remember uh, how the, the Ark of the, I hope we do, the Ark of the Covenant of God got taken by the Philistines. Uh, the, the, the house of God had been in disarray. Eli's sons, uh, Hophni and Phinehas, had just let things go around the house of God and and, and we all, we all uh, remember the story how they took the Ark of the Covenant out to go up and fight against the Philistines and, and they took that from them. And the, the, the glory of the Lord departed from the people of God. And, 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 and if you remember all of this correctly, uh, as the Philistines had it, it just brought trouble upon their, their lives and it brought hardship and they wanted rid of it. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, uh, people that, 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 that don't, don't, don't respect the power of God, does not reverence God when, when He starts coming down on them. They don't want that on them. They'll either, either submit to Him or they'll want Him out of their life completely. And that's not, the, that's not the right decision. But the Philistines wanted this out of their life completely. They wanted nothing more to do with it. Well, they sent this back to Kerjeth-Jurim, if I say that right. I don't know if I'm pronouncing the, the name of it right. But they sent all this back. And, and, and it came to a place here where we're getting ready to read. It'd been about, about uh, 20 years uh, since that had happened right there. And, and they're at a place where the Philistines is getting ready to come up against them again. And after all of these things, they'd rose back up against them. <clears throat> and, and, and let me find where I want to start. Uh, 
Well, let me just start in the first verse, and we'll read down a little a little ways here. And and the men of Kirjath Jerem came and fetched up the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab in the hill and sanctified Eleazar his son to keep the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass while the ark abode in Kirjath Jerem that the time was long. For it was twenty years, and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. And Samuel spake unto all the house of Israel, saying, If ye do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strange gods and and Ashtaroth from among you, and prepare your hearts unto the Lord, and serve him only. And he will deliver you out of the land, out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Ashtaroth and served the Lord only. And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray for you unto the Lord. And they gathered together to Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day, and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel in Mizpah. And when <coughs> the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of, of the Philistines. And the children of Israel said to Samuel, Cease not to cry unto the Lord our God for us, that he may save us out of the hand of the Philistines. And Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it for a burnt offering, holy unto the Lord. And Samuel cried unto the Lord for Israel, and the Lord heard him. And Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philist as and as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon upon the Philistines and discomfited them, and they were smitten before Israel. And the men of Israel went out to, of Mizpah. And pursued the Philistines and smote them until the until they came under Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen, and and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, "Hitherto hath the Lord helped us." And the Philistines were subdued, and they came no more into the coast of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the day of Samuel. And the cities which, which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel from Ekron even unto Gath. And the coast thereof did Israel deliver out of the hands of the Philistines and there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. And I'll, I'll stop right there. And I know that's a bunch of read, but it just felt like I needed to read all of it. And, uh, Got to thinking on these things here quite a bit, and I know this is probably familiar to us, 
uh, no doubt I know we've preached from it and we've talked about it here at the church before. But I got to thinking about this 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 time right here in the children of Israel's life and, and how that at this point right here they let their lives get get away from God, get away from the things of God, and, and, and they'd got to worshiping other things and they'd got uh, other gods in their life and things of that nature. And they came down to a place there to where that Samuel preached to them that uh, to get power back with God, they was going to have to get their lives right. They was going to have to get their hearts right. They was going to have to get rid of some things in their life. And they done these things, and, and, and as they as they done these, their enemy, the Philistines, Jephthah, was coming up against them again. And when, when they when they were coming up against them, calling they the, the Bible said there that they were afraid. They had a fear in their life. Uh, here it goes again. Here comes my enemy. I'm fighting against me. And and no doubt maybe they thought, well, I've I've tried and I'm trying to get things right and I'm trying to do right. Here comes the enemy again. Just when I thought I got rid of them, it's been twenty years since they probably had since they had had to deal with those Philistines. Twenty years that they hadn't had any trouble out of them. And here they are trying to get their lives right and trying to get things established and trying to follow God uh, in their life again. And what happens? Here comes trouble. A knocking at me. Here comes trouble. A coming at me. And Daniel, so, so they go to Samuel and Samuel, he, he goes and he prays unto God that God would take care of this. And God sent out when they come up late and, and, and the enemy started coming out of Lisa, God sent out a great thundering over that day. Discomfited them and run them off. And you read where they, ne- they never come back to their coasts again and give them any more problems in that day over there. But where I want to get to with this, man, is, is, is Samuel took out there and he set up a stone over there in that day. In between Mizpah and Shein over there, it said. And he set this stone up and he called it Ebenezer. And like I say, most of us, I think, if we've read much in our Bible, we're very familiar with this. And that stone, that name Ebenezer, means a stone of hell. I've had on my heart for weeks now about memorials, Daniel. About things that are set up. A memorial is something that's set up to preserve a memory. That's what a memorial is. It's set up and it's established to preserve a memory, Bobby. It's something that you can revisit. Most of us probably around our house has got a book full of memorials. Or used to we had albums. Nowadays it's probably on your phone. But we keep pictures, Linda. It's something you enjoy doing. And and, and, and takes a lot of time. Linda devotes a lot of time to memorials. Because she, she no doubt enjoys going back and revisiting them things. And there's things in our life that are very special that we do need to revisit. And that's why that day over there, Samuel wanted these men and he wanted Israel that day over there. He wanted them to have a place, son, that they could go back to. I want you to go back and look at this stone of Ebenezer every now and then. And I want you to revisit and remember the time that God overcame an enemy in your life. And I got to thinking about those things and, and, and we're all familiar with, with after Moses died, how Joshua led the children of Israel over across Jordan and how the, 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 uh, he sent the Ark of the Covenant out there before him. And the Bible says the priest, the toes are hit the brink of the water, the waters heaped up, and they went across. 
Question when that happened over there, those priests stood still. Well, in the middle of that was the Jordan River. They stood still for a little while over there, Jackie. And, 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 and God ordered. He said, I want you to take some stones. And he said, I want you to stack them stones up in the midst of the river. And then he said, I want 12 stones carried to the other side of the river, Jay. And he said, I want them set up over there. And he said, I want them to be a memorial under the generations that come, David. Under them that's going to come later. I want them to be a memorial that they can revisit that. And when they look at it and they ask, what mean these stones? You can tell them this is where God delivered his children. Bobby, this has just been rolling in my heart for weeks. And I've been thinking on these things. On some things that's been preserved in my life. The memorials that's been set up. You can take, what about, why didn't they just put an old log out there? Why didn't they just go mound up a hump of dirt out there? They use stones, Daniel. You know what don't decay and what don't wire, wire out and waste away? A stone. If you want something, that you're going to want to build it on a stone, ain't you? You're going to want to set up something that ain't going to waste away. It's good. You just keep with me just a minute. You're going to want to set up something that you, that you think will, will, will be there forever. I got to thinking about that, and I got to thinking about over there at Ebenezer, and I got to thinking about the stones that set up. I mean, I could go through the Bible. There's many times that they were stones set up. There was many times that they were used as a memorial. To where the future generations could come back, and they could revisit that spot, and they could remember things. What do we do in a cemetery? They probably had one of them sitting there and ain't had a loved one die. We didn't set a stone up, did we? And we go in grave on that. Myself, I don't, I don't visit grave sites a lot. There's nothing wrong with it. I just am not one of them. I just don't do it a lot. You know, and it's okay if you do. I revisit a lot in my mind and in my heart about, about people that I've loved. But, but, but those stones, there's a whole lot of times. Uh, my wife enjoys doing it. My daughter sometimes does it. They'll go sit down by Pat's gravestone and they'll sit there and just remember him and think about him. But we use stones because those are things that will endure time. But I'm going to tell you what. Hey, somebody can roll up that forest lawn and they can load up every headstone they is down there. I get the possibility. Like people go to them all the time, picks them over and desecrates them and does things like that. This very stone that was set over over here in between Mizpah and Shin, they down through time, something could happen to that very rock. Something could happen to that very stone. I ain't here to preach to you natural stones today. I ain't here to preach to you natural memorials. I'm here to preach to you what I got a hold of back about 40 years ago. <clears throat> I was about 12 years old laying in a bed up there in Robinson Cove when the Lord took by. God got to knocking on my heart. <laughs> 
a good feller. I'd try to do things right, but, and I was still dying, Trevor, and going to hell. I couldn't fix my life. I couldn't cast out everything in it and make it better. But there was one come by my way. When the old enemy of death got to getting on my heels, when I thought I could get rid of everything on my own, God let me know you still got an enemy. They went to cry out to Samuel, pray. Pray for Samuel. That night on my deathbed, as I was dying there in my sins, I went to go pray, church pray. That night through faith, Kim, God discontinued my enemy. That night, we didn't take a natural stone to set it up no worse. That night, just like what you found up here, Trevor, just like what you found up here, Nathan, just like what you found up here, Emma, just like what you found, Jay, just like what I found, like what you found, Daniel. I still remember, it's been several years ago, you come down here and want to pray that old Lord Alder right in yonder where classrooms is now. You said you remembered all the tears through the years that have been poured out on that altar. Well, you know what? That, that in there, and you know that. That could be gone tomorrow. They could something come through here and wipe out that old natural rock altar. But I want to tell you something. Them tears that got poured out on it, that faith that them prayers got prayed up in, that ain't going nowhere. That night that I got saved, there's a stone of help got established in my life down in my clean men's clean shin. If you'll have it.
gets me excited. That song is set up in my life, ain't never moved. They may move natural stones, but I'm going to tell you what, you ain't moving this. You ain't moving me out of the protection of it neither. How do I know the stone of help is still there? Very such a man told us his testimony. Struggling thought she wasn't saved at one point. We'd spend about two hours with the Lord up on the mountain. The Lord give him reassurance of some things in his life. You just need to revisit the stone. Just need to get back to Ebenezer. Them children of Israel that knew what happened there in that battle. I believe they walked by there. So we'll listen to him right up against the shavings right here one day. We went to praying, and God discontinued that enemy. And God delivered. And that's why every now and then, we like to bring you by Ebenezer over here and show you this stone. That's why over there on the other side of Jordan, Jennifer, that's why I believe every now and then, there's some families say, Honey, you get them youngins ready.
memorials that's got set up on the other side of the river in my life. That I can go back and visit and you can too. That will lead you down the road and I can tell you when I was going down this path and struggling and God led me through it. When I was in a spiritual battle west and I didn't feel like I was going to ever get over it and God got me through it. I don't know where everybody in here stands this morning. And some of you in here, you may have, you may not have an Ebenezer in your life. You know where you got saved at, Daniel? You got a memory of that. You know where you got saved at, Mark? You got a memory of that. Anyway, you know where you got saved? Did you get you got a memory of that? Remember that time when the Lord knocked on your door? And you answer. You set a stone up in your life. And every time, Trevor, that the devil gets to fight you, you every time that he gets to come up against you again, you just go back to Ebenezer. You just go back to that stone bed. That one that where you got help before, yeah. it's still right there. But I ain't never had a stone set up in my life like that. Can. And the Lord wants you to. Yeah. Reading, it's his good pleasure. We stopped in this morning. He says it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It pleases him to give you what he's got. You know what he wants to give you? Sweet peace and assurance. That you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you don't want to fight your battles. You need a stone of help in your life. You need an Ebenezer that you can visit when things get hard and they get tough. Aiden, Weston, you boys right there, Allie, you've got an Ebenezer in your life now. I don't think I got to witness Aiden. I don't think I got to be there with him. I got to see you, Weston. Come up before this church and give your heart and life to the Lord right there. I mean, I wouldn't even get to be there when I saved when you got saved, sweetie. You got an Ebenezer you can go back to. It don't matter who else was there. Sit over here. Let me find my place over here in John. It is earned about the 14th chapter of the book of John. In the 16th verse, I guess is where I'm going to start there. He says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. There's a stone that the builders rejected, the Word of God says. There's one that wasn't trying to come and build an actual kingdom here in this earth. I told you, if it's built of this earth, in this earth, it'll perish with this earth. 
got we've got a king, we've got a savior that comes. And he said, he said that his kingdom comes not with observation. It's within you. It's not built out of natural stone. It's not built out of natural mortar. It's established on the chief cornerstone of Jesus Christ. He said, except the Lord build the house, say the labor labor is vain. I'm thankful he built and he established his kingdom as an Ebenezer in my life. It's a stone of help. That comforter, he said, he said that it, it he said that it, he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. It ain't a natural stone set up out here that another man can come and kick out of the way. He's in you. You're born again. As the scripture talks about the kingdom of God is within you. Try to say that that means that it was among them. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what they translate that is. It is, is the spirit of the, the, the kingdom of God was among them. The Bible says within you. I just read to you. Where's he putting his spirit? Within you. He's not putting you in it. He's putting it in you. And it's established thousand years, two thousand years it's established according to the word of God forever this is a stone of help anything temporary is not help but that it's forever that's our help listen to this he said yet a little while and the world seeth me no more well we back up, I will not leave you comfortless I will come to you Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me. Because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, And I will love him. And I will manifest myself to him. Judas Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us, and not unto the world? And Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him, and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Now listen. 
Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go and come again unto you. If ye loved me, ye would rejoice, because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass that when it is come to pass ye might believe. Hereafter I will talk no talk, I will talk much with you, not talk much with you, for the prince of the world cometh and hath nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise and let us go hence. But I want you to listen to that, that one verse, the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. And on down he said, He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. I'm thankful for the Spirit that dwells down on the inside of me. That stone of health in my life is a stone that I can go and I can get remembrance from. When God's delivered me, from my battles. When God delivered me from the hand of the devil. Most of us likes to go back to memorials to remember and to gain peace. And to relive a happiness if you'll have it. Relive a, 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 a good memory or a thought or things of that nature. I'm thankful that I can go back to Ebenezer every now and then just to remember what he done for me. When all else fails around you, you can always have an Ebenezer. You can find that stone of help in your life. I thought the other night we was over visiting with Sven and Isaac. Not just my son-in-law, my daughter, but I just thought, he sat down there. And there's a song that he had been singing to Elijah. And he wrote some more words to it. Just come to the top of his head. He was singing to that young. How daddy might not always be with him. But he could put his trust. Told us not to be afraid. It says up there in the, the beginning of that chapter that I was reading, he said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. 
He said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. There's only one way. Don't let your heart be broken. Just believe in God. in my father's house through many mansions. He said he's going away to prepare. Some people think he's still preparing. I'm going to tell you what. He hung on Calvary's cross. If you go read your Bible, he said it was finished. Preparation was made at Calvary for salvation. He's not building a kingdom. He's already raised in his kingdom. He's rolling the night in their hearts. It's going to the Word of God. We're not waiting on the gates to be set. We're not waiting on the gates to be built. He's prepared. He said the foundation, he said, he said that he was as a lamb slain before the foundations of this world. hard and as horrible as it might be. I'll get through it with his help. You'll get through it with his help. I hope I'm looking back into the faces of born again children of God today. And I'd say probably sitting amongst us, there may be somebody that's lost. Trouble comes your way and the enemy rires up against you. You ain't got no worse to go to remember before you ever had that enemy to feed. Every time they went back to Ebenezer early, they remembered God destroyed the Philistines and discomfited them with thunderings. Just a word from his voice is all it takes. They heard him over there one day and said it sounded as though it was thunder. All it takes is him speaking to Daniel. Peace be still. He said his peace is what he leaves with us. You have that in your life. Peace when the thunders of God roars across your life and destroys your enemy. You know, stepping out and coming to an altar is, 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 can be one of the most fearful, scary times in your life. When there's a thunder and roaring out, you've got an enemy coming up against you. You've got death rattling up at you. You've got fear knocking at your heart. And you've got God saying, trust me. All it takes is belief. It's not as complicated as everybody else makes it out to be. It takes belief in them, you she said before this church the other day, why do you keep talking about them preachers? Because I'm proud of them. <laughs> I'm proud of them for listening to God. I'm proud of them for getting a stone set up into their life. That's why I keep talking. That's why little Allie busted out there without you, Danielle, with big tears in her eyes. 
Because there's an enemy coming at her. There's an enemy coming at him. There's an enemy coming at David. Instead of tearing down and giving in to the enemy. Weston, that morning up here in front of the church, you listen to God. He prayed. And that enemy got defeated. And by that taking place, there's a memorial stone in your life. I got to thinking about just this Sunday when I got to thinking about this. And I got to thinking how that you know naturally somebody could go over there and move maybe that stone, maybe the Lord wouldn't let it happen. I'm just surmising. But somebody physically could go move a natural stone that was set up in this life. And I got to thinking how he said that we was in his hands and he said, No man can pluck us out of there. That's a stone that's established. We're established in the hand of God. I've told this little old uh, uh, analogy, I guess you'd call it, from when I was little and my daddy would get something and, and he'd put it in his hand like that right there. He'd say, if you don't that up, you pass. And I'd be a little old boy and I'd feel and I'd pull and I'd pry and I couldn't ever get it open. And then finally, he'd go here, he'd have it anyway. He'd open it up and he'd give it to me. There's some things when man sinned in the garden that God shut us up from. And to be honest with you, we really never deserve to ever be able to get a hold of that again. Because we gave it up. But through prayer, through faith, and the almighty mercies and grace of God, one day he sent his son and he opened that hand back up. He said, if you want it, he said, just take it. And when I took it, I got shut right back up in the hand that I wasn't even allowed in one time. And now that hand is protecting me and I was standing right there with him. <laughs> and the night that happened, you'd hear me tell it all the time. And I really hope people don't get tired of hearing me tell it because I really don't get tired of telling it. That night I got saved at 12 years old. I like to tell people about that because I want them to see my different nature. That's where I got my help. That's where I got my confidence. That's where I got my strength that's still carrying me on 40 years later. Still carrying me on. And 40 years down the road, it'll carry you. And it'll carry you. And it'll carry you and you. If you don't have that, you ain't got nothing. You got your strength, it'll leave you. You got your wealth, it can be gone. You got your pride, God can bring that down too. All I want is Ebenezer in my life. That place I can revisit and I can remember what God done for me. And the next trial I face, the next obstacle I come up against, I know we'll get me through that too.
He's already proved himself. He shouldn't have to prove himself no more. My prayer is he's going to never need it in your life. My prayer is that there's a stone that established down in your heart one day. Not a stony heart, but a stone that got established down in your heart and your soul. Let me tell you something about this stone. We're talking about Brother Hired. And we know others in the church are struggling with, with dementia and things of that nature. And I, I think about Dean Groot. There's things that can be taken from you. And your natural mind is one of them. Your old carnal mind is empty against God. I only read there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, and the way thereof is the ways of death. You know what way seems right unto a man? His own thoughts, his own ways, his own carnality. Your natural mind that, that, that you depend on for all your pleasures and all your all your happiness in this life. Believe you sitting somewhere sucking your thumb and not knowing your mama, your daddy, not knowing nobody. That's what your natural mind can do. But I'm going to tell you something. There's a stone established down in my life 40 years ago that I will never forget. You don't know that preacher. I've been around some people that bought the tech dimension. I've been around people that's lost their natural mind. And you want me to tell you one thing they still remember? And I can tell you stories. I'm not going through all of them. But if you need to know, you talk to me out of church and I'll go down the line. It comes down to the end, and it comes down to them sitting there not knowing their kids, their grandkids, their mamas, their daddies, any of their family, their husbands, wives. You can mention the name of Jesus. And you know what? They still got a stone ahead. And it's still right there. That stone cannot be moved. It cannot be taken away from you. It's right there, as I read to you, forevermore. I'm glad. Ain't nothing worse than worrying that you can lose something, is it? This year I know I can't lose. You can't take it from me. I can't even get rid of it. I don't want to. It's a no man to touch it. I'm thankful for Ebenezer. I'm thankful when my natural mind gets so far away that I can't quote to you my testimony. I hope I've said it enough to people around me to tell it about me. You tell it everywhere you go. I encourage you youngins that's been saved to keep telling because it'll, it'll grow in you and it'll become a help and a light to everybody else around you. I've got a precious vision in my mind. I could go through here every young man here that's, that's been saved, and I, I've got a memory in my mind of them telling it. Whether Audrey's in the front of the church, just glad I'm saved. Whether Jay back here in the doorway, Trevor right back here on the seat this morning, 
little Alvin wanted to sing that uh, uh, she wanted to raise her hand on the sun. I don't care if you even got a voice, you can get that. I'm thankful. I'm thankful today that I've got Ebenezer in my life. That's what the Lord gave me this morning. I hope and pray.